is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, 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 the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads. From the eye in the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go! Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast where, after a brief hiatus, Ty and I are back with the news roundup we have loads of seahawks news we've recorded we decided to record this podcast and we actually have major seahawks news yeah yeah we got like actual news like what an hour before we hit record which is great that worked out perfectly for us so dave canales now former quarterback coach of the seattle seahawks is the new offensive coordinator for the tampa bay buccaneers replacing byron leftwich and now he's going to uh take on the duty of uh carrying over that offense uh post brady so that's going to be interesting they have a lot of really good pieces still in place over there uh just obviously need a quarterback who's that going to be kyle trask is the only guy on the roster i think at the moment um but, uh, you know, there's been some rumors about maybe Derek Carr or someone like that uh, heading over there. So that's going to be interesting to see how uh, Canales handles this. Um, yeah. What's your what's your reaction, Maddie? Well, well, just carrying on from what you said there, Ty, is, mm. you know, Gino Smith going to get poached and go to Tampa Bay. If, if Gino had a, a relationship with Canales, that is a potential thing. Uh, mm-hmm. personally, I don't think so. Now, I mean, we have likened Gino to Brady in the past, so it's just a, it's a natural fit, right? Makes all the sense of the world. <laughs> the Buccaneers, no shot. That can't be right. Well, uh, it's because Brady's not off the books, right? But they'd still have. Wait, did him retiring screw them? Like, do they still have to pay for him, even though he's retired? I think they can ask for money back. Gotcha. But, like, even with Brady off the books, they have minus $20 million cap space. So how they'd afford Gino is a a different conversation as well. Right. I guess you can, uh, you know, you can find a way if you really want that to happen, but... I'd also mm. say, like, the, uh, we'll talk about Canales, but what I'd be interested in is what his role was, and we'll probably never find out, what his role was with the Seahawks in 2022. Because, obviously, Shane Waldron comes in, Canales has been the passing game coordinator for that let Russ cook uh, period. Um, and this is a theme which reoccurs, but... You don't know how much credit to give him for that because obviously Brian Schossenheim is your offensive coordinator. He receives a lot of the plaudits, but I really did love the design in that passing game. It was obviously catered to Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson's uh, honed, uh, precise, don't want to say limited, but the the limitations of Russell and Mm. his specific strengths Mm. meant that you didn't see perhaps like a full uh, addition of the the passing offense. But anyway... Then, obviously, after Schottenheimer leaves and and uh, was fired, well, philosophical differences. Shane Waldron comes in, Andy Dickerson comes in, Canales moves back to being a 
a quarterbacks coach. Um, and that's what he's done since. But with, with, with Gino Smith, the guy who I saw in 2022 in Munich, uh, also in preseason, the footage that we, we got out of training camp uh, in pictures, the guy working with Gino on the field in practices was assistant quarterbacks coach Kerry Joseph. Mm. It seemed like they had a closer relationship on the field, at least, uh, you know, working hands on with, with Gino Smith, Kerry Joseph. And I imagine he's the guy who will be appointed as the assistant uh, from assistant quarterback coach to the quarterback coach title now that Canales has left. Now, I'm not saying that Canales didn't have a big impact on Gino Smith's uh, comeback player of the year season and will get the big award win. But. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm I, I kind of get the sense that Canales may have been a bit more behind the scenes, maybe a bit more overseeing of things, more scheming of of, of stuff, kind of just having a title. And he, you know, he was on the staff since 2010. You think about the Russ years after T Jack, uh, the, the Russ years. Bevel got a lot of credit for that. Daryl Bevel, Tom Cable got some credit. Then there's like a, a weird in-between where, uh, and then Schottenheimer gets credit. Then Walden's brought in. And for Canales, it's probably after Gino's success, it's kind of now or never, like, do you want to be a an offensive coordinator? Because to me, it feels like he, uh, you know, is a roadblock, surely. Like, he he's never, he's been on the staff this long. Uh, he's been, his, his titles, he's been... Um, Coached wide receivers, uh, he can coach the quarterbacks. Um, it is noteworthy that he's only coached the quarterbacks for four years, he coached the wide receivers for like the first eight years, so yeah, he's obviously got a, a quarterback background. But, um, yeah, it, it the fact it didn't happen it shows it was probably time for him to move on if he wanted to make progress. And I also find it interesting that. In 2021, January, so during that transition from uh, Brian Schottenheimer, he was offered the Vanderbilt offensive coordinator job, but he turned yeah. it down. But in that uh, tweet from Ian Rappaport, who reported that at the time, he said that Canales was expected to get some uh, NFL offensive coordinator looks. So potentially Canales was putting out feelers trying to get some interest in the NFL. We don't, that's just me reading in between the lines. I don't know that, but you know, mm. if you feel roadblocked that you, and he's got ambitions of being a coordinator and makes sense, it would also make sense. And again, I'm sort of theorizing, hypothesizing, it also mm. make perfect sense. If this past year, Joseph worked with Gino a bit more, Canales kind of was involved in scheming and, and, and up in the booth a bit more, uh, kind of preparing right. more and more for being an OC. Uh, I don't necessarily know, but good for him to get this opportunity to the Buccaneers as much as that looks like a poison chalice, but I've got all these guys from the, the Buccaneers, uh, all these guys, I've got a few people in my direct messages asking, Oh, what kind of, uh, what kind of coach is Canales? Well, because he's coached under so many different OCs, obviously in Pete Carroll's, uh, pass as much as you can get away with run to win, but, uh, we want to pass the ball a fair bit, especially when Gina Smith, uh, has shown ability to handle it and, we can pass, uh, and we also want to protect the quarterback. But you know, he's he's worked in that Pete Carroll overarching balance offense. Um, but he's also been under Bevel. He's been under 
uh, Shotty. Like we don't know that much about him as an actual coach. Like we, what his philosophy is, his scheme. It's pretty difficult for them. Yeah. What What is his philosophy going to look like? What is his install going to look like? We don't know any of this. So, yeah, I have no clue uh, what type of uh, coordinator he's going to be. And it also, I think it's obviously a lot of it is going to be dependent upon who lines up under center for the Bucks in 2023. So, you know, uh, because I mean. W- they made the playoffs, so they don't have necessarily a high draft pick to get someone. So it's probably going to have to be free agency. Um, but then you mentioned their cap situation. I don't know really how they get out of that. I know that Derek Carr was linked to them uh, at one point. Uh, I don't know how serious that is. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, someone like that, becomes an option for them. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know that's that's going to be really dependent on that. Um, you know, so we'll, uh, I mean, they have a, you know, really nice receiving core still. So I, I assume that they're going to try to build around that as long as those guys stay, as long as Evans and, and Godwin are, are still around. Um, yeah, that's such a weird situation, right? Because it's like, are they yeah. in a rebuild? Like, because they, they've got no assets or not? Yeah. Not much finance, but, uh, or, yeah. <laughs> like, are they, like, do they actually want to see if Kyle Trask is something? They've had him for the last couple of years. They spent like a second round pick on him, right? Back in 2020, 2021? Yeah, um, 2021, I think. Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, maybe they actually want to see, you know, if there's something there. Because, um, I mean, if they end up going quarterback in round one and they don't trade up for that quarterback, I mean, even if they even if they do trade up for that quarterback, it's probably going to have to be someone like Anthony Richardson who might need time to develop and probably Florida probably isn't a day one starter, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. Drew Locke might be an option for them. Ask a battle rap fan. Maybe, but I mean, still that's like the rest of the roster is still, I feel like built to win now. And is Drew Lock a quarterback for a win now team? I don't, I don't know. So, I'll have to see. Yeah. That's a yeah, weird the, situation there. And the wild thing as well is Canales, because it feels like you know he's been around thirteen seasons in Seattle, but he is still only forty-one years old, so relatively young. Mm-hmm. He's gained a lot of experience working in a stable environment. This is his time. So, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, good luck to him. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, what he ends up doing over there. And, uh, you know, uh, congrats, I guess, early congrats to Kerry Joseph, if that's actually the direction the Seahawks go. Uh, but that's uh, pretty cool for, for him to get that uh, that opportunity. No chance, do you think, for uh, for Tater to, to take his old role back? <laughs> no, I think, I think Tater is strictly in a kind of advisory overseeing right. yeah. kind of role. Uh, mm. One guy I know who uh, there's been some sort of uh, clamor for mm. is Pep Hamilton, who yeah. is obviously uh, was with the Houston Texans, their offensive coordinator in 2022. He hasn't been hired in, in this latest round of, you know, stuff. He mm-hmm. has been a quarterbacks coach with the Chargers in 2020, the Texans in 2021. Uh, Seahawks Browns interviewed in him during the Waldron uh, search, during the last OC search. Didn't they also interview him 
before they hired Shoddy? Can't remember. Yeah, because wasn't there pushback uh, from a certain section saying that he would be run heavy? Wasn't that the... No, that was yeah. Anthony Lynn. That was Anthony Lynn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Anthony yeah. Lynn. But, yeah, I remember them looking at Pep either 2018 or 2021. That might have been 18 then. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he did some good things at Michigan and... Uh, was in demand and then it was super weird because he was out of work for a few years before uh going to the xfl being head coach of the dc defenders mm. anyway. by the way xfl starts this weekend you excited matthew excited oh. to watch some seattle sea dragons football so, i'm that's messing me up because like why seattle dragons was really good like that's fine mm. yeah really good to find but sea sure. dragons what yeah, are we see, doing? i don't i don't why yeah. have they done no, that it was so unnecessary yeah, they also made well. they also made the logo worse yeah yeah they, they they've rebound they've rebranded in an awful way like it just yeah. looks rubbish josh gordon's on the team though excited for him yeah we'll see josh gordon playing football the dig but... roots are back yeah that's right dig roots are back in seattle that's right baby uh, but yeah, just rounding this thing off back back to where we were. I think Kerry Joseph, I think, um, no, I wouldn't downplay his influence like, this past year. Seemed, right, like yeah. he's very involved, and I also shook his hand in uh, a Munich bar. So oh, so you're biased? Ob- yeah, yeah. Journalistic integrity out the window. It's mm. all because of a handshake. So there you go. You wouldn't be the only uh, Seahawks reporter to swoon off of a handshake. Okay, moving on. Um, so. Uh, all right, awards. You want to talk awards. about Awards. So, yeah. awards night happened. Some terrible things took place. Kirk Cousins. Oh, certain I heard it. I, I didn't. I didn't watch. I'll be very clear. I did not watch it. A single no, I was glued second. to the screen. Mm, I'm sure you were. Yeah, uh, but I heard about the Kirk Cousins debacle. That sounded awful. Truly. Yeah, like he's not bad enough to do that, but he's not good enough to do that. Like yeah. it's again classic Kirk. Classic Kirk. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but from a Seahawks perspective, what was noteworthy was Geno Smith won mm-hmm. Comeback Player of the Year. That's right. Which That's... that wasn't a surprise. But Maddie, what did he come back from? He came back from the NFL not giving him the opportunities that he should have been afforded. Uh, That's right. And uh, bad coaching in New York. And yeah, it was pretty cool. And yeah. and if he hadn't won that, I'd have been a bit peeved. Yeah, uh, especially considering like, I don't know. <sighs> Like Saquon obviously had a really good year coming off of an injury, all that cool. You know, Christian McCaffrey obviously had a really nice year, especially after he went to San Francisco. But 
Gino, like for most of the season, was a top five quarterback. Um, and you know, again, the whole like, what did he come back from? He came back from literally being on the cusp of NFL irrelevancy, like, and not of his fault, by the way. But uh, what he was able to do this past year is unheard of. And uh, yeah, he he absolutely was deserving of this award, and. It's, uh, you know, if you read the description of the award, it's a, I, I don't have the actual phrasing in front of me, but it, it, I'm going to paraphrase here, but it's something along the lines of, uh, you know, for the player that overcomes the most adversity, essentially. And I think Geno Smith has overcome a lot of adversity over the course of his career. And to do what he was able to do this year is uh, pretty, pretty spectacular. So, yeah, well-deserved honor for, uh, for Geno. Uh, it's kind of surprised he wasn't there to accept his award. I uh I saw it was like Joel McHale accepted it for him. Yeah, like but that. yeah, but I mean, he's a winner. He doesn't want to. Yeah, I mean, he's the he's, best award. He's too he's too busy grinding in the lab anyway. So exactly okay. right. So do you know? Did actually get a vote for a different award, Ty? this was a this was a new system where essentially voters could uh they could vote five times one first place second place third place fourth place fifth place Mm -hmm. and gino received one fifth place mvp vote that's right baby justin herbert Mm -hmm. tyreek hill Mm -hmm. justin fields yep aj brown Derek Henry, Chua Tungavailoa, and Danny Kellington, who was yep. the Buffalo Bills uh, medical medic who got out on the field for Demar Hamlin. That's really cool. I'm surprised though that they actually like, like the NFL or the Associated Press was like, yeah, we can do that. I don't know. I feel like that's something that, even given the circumstances, they would be weird about. But that's cool. Um. Gino getting an MVP vote before Russell Wilson. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, MVP uh, Gino, baby. Uh, we, we made it happen. Uh, he, he, he got a single MVP vote, and that's all that matters to me. That's a success in my eyes. Yeah. How, how did so, Justin Fields get an MVP vote? <laughs> I don't know. Because he, he was wild. he was dynamic on an awful team, I guess. But yeah, that is I guess. Uh, yeah. So the the new voting system actually harmed. In well, it kind of did, but you don't know because if there wasn't multiple options, he may not have won. But mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker the third was in line for offensive rookie of the year. He actually got the most first place votes, but mm-hmm. he was beat out by uh, Garrett Wilson. Mm. Who, in terms of like the ranking, got a higher amount of higher votes. So, yeah, he got more second place votes than Ken did. Ken had more third place votes. Um, you know, we we talked about this award a few shows ago, and it was kind of a toss up, depending on just you know how you felt about the situations with uh, Wilson and and Walker. And honestly, I you know. Chris Olave should have been involved in this discussion. Yeah, that's who of... we. That's who I think should have won. Like, Pur- yeah, Purdy got more votes than Olave. Like, what? 
yeah that's that's wild to me um you know wilson had a had a really nice year and i mean considering the the you know the quarterback situation in new york it's it's pretty impressive what he was able to do especially in the latter half of the season um you know but it's just it's a little weird to me right because like walker you know especially these awards are so for the most part these awards are so like wrapped up in you know fantasy and stats and all this stuff and i mean walker like took all these fantasy awards and you know he ran for you know over a thousand yards and all this stuff he he got all the you know sexy numbers um that voters typically tend to care about um and obviously wilson did too to an extent but it's just i don't know i I was i was surprised that he uh that he didn't end up winning this award but uh you know i i don't really have any beef with with garrett wilson winning it to be honest with you he had a he had a really good year i can i can wrap my head around it yeah and like if you watch the tape walker had a he had a low period where he was trying to do too much not reading stuff right it's just like you said i thought it would kind of be a fantasy style deal there but i guess encouraging it wasn't i don't know but uh the, yeah. the, so the other the other thing which came out was the the coach of the year voting breakdown. Peak Peak Howell finished ninth in that. He had one first place vote, one's oh sorry, zero first place votes, uh, one second place vote, mm. and a uh, three third place votes, which is uh, yeah, as tough. So guys ahead of him: Andy Reid, mm-hmm. Dan Campbell, Kevin O'Connell. Nick Sirianni, Sean McDermott, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan, Ryan Dable. Now, I guess yeah. there was a lot of coaches who did well this year, and Dable, yeah. who did win the award, is a worthy winner, especially because, you know, the Giants, they look like they were tanking on the season. The way they released, like, James Bradbury for cap savings, the way that they went on to so regular season award, all of these, but... You know, they won their first playoff game against the Vikings, which, you know, mm-hmm. that should matter. But yeah. it still feels very tough on Pete Carroll. He's obviously never won that award, uh, maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that he was deserving, especially with the way that, you know, the defense is calling card, you know, played. Um, and, you know, the little bit of a collapse that they had towards the end of the season where they barely were able to get into the postseason. Um, but given everything that went into this year and we've already gone over this so i won't you know belabor the point too much but uh i I just feel like there weren't eight better coaches in the nfl this this year than uh than pete carroll but you know right so it goes uh the final thing from this night was adam schefter so that so hall of fame guys got uh you know, announced for 2023 of guys who'd made it in. Yeah. Adam Schefter then tweeted out a list of the people eligible for the 2024 class uh-huh. for the first time, which included names like Julius Peppers, Antonio Gates, which, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Eric is Berry. Antonio, is Antonio Gates only eligible now? Yeah, what he did... played a while. That's crazy. Anyway. Eric Berry, Brandon Marshall, Haloti Nata, uh, Jamal Charles, Doug Baldwin, Jordy Nelson, ah. Sebastian Janikowski, Carl Williams, and Andrew Luck, which, I mean, 
I don't know how Schefter came up with his names. You could probably guess. Mm-hmm. Some of those also like Luck is a, a big name, even though I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But uh, yeah. yeah, some of those names do not belong. Um, and as much as I love Doug Baldwin, and he is a Ring of Honor Seahawk if you ever knew one, mm-hmm. for him to make the Hall of Fame is is tough. But then the Hall of Fame is getting wider and wider and wider, and yeah. there seems to be letting in all kinds of uh, people. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, I heard, uh, you know, not just Doug Baldwin, but the, a few other Seahawks legends on there, like Sebastian Janikowski and Brandon Marshall, naturally. Sure so, yeah. Um, I love Doug. I love Doug so much. And I would be thrilled for him if he was able to get into the hall. Uh, do I think he deserves it, though? Not particularly, <laughs> you know? I think he should be Ring of Honor, you know, all that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Hall of Fame is a bit much. For, well, I for, can't uh, believe. I mean, twenty twenty three was a loaded class, and like, yeah, the Dwight Freeney didn't get in. Oh yeah, and uh, another Reed Seahawks legend. Yeah, I know. And uh, Patrick mm. Willis, who unfortunately didn't play for the Seahawks, but was very good against Seahawks. Okay, mm. his career wasn't the longest, but he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, in dude, 2023. he was. He was sick. Yeah, he was sick. He should yeah. absolutely be in. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, Patrick Willis is nasty. Him and Navarro Bowman. My God. These teams were disgusting. So, mm. it is now the NFL offseason, which is why we just talked about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Timeline-wise, mm-hmm. it is nearly the combine. Mm-hmm. In fact... Well, this is going to be complicated because live versus recording. Shall I I give it a shot? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, this is going to be so difficult for me. I should have practiced. Do it. No, no, I believe in you. It's 13 days until the combine, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. If you're you're watching live, (laughs) I've messed it up already. Mm -hmm. But it's only 12 days until the combine if you are listening. Mm -hmm. Yep. You got it. Yep. Nailing it. Yeah. Uh, it's 27 days until free agency if you're watching. Right. 26 if you're listening. Mm-hmm. But what if they're listening like three days from now? Well, shame on you because. Right. You should have. You should have listened on the day of this drop. This is this is on you ultimately. You can do the math or maths. Yeah. You can maths. work this out. Maths, yeah. It's 70 days until the 2023 NFL draft if you're watching, or 69, very nice, if you're listening. Nice. Big fan of that number. The point being that Seattle Mm -hmm. is in the offseason, and the Super Bowl happened, and Mm -hmm. the offseason's warmed up, and stuff will happen eventually. They kind of need to get... I mean, the combine is where everyone talks to the agents and they all do their right. things, isn't it? Hey, remember when Pete Carroll met with uh, Matt Corral and Monty Kiffin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that was big. And uh, remember when um, Pete Carroll told us at the combine that Russell Wilson wouldn't be traded? Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Meanwhile, yep. didn't it turn out that, like... John Schneider literally made the deal that night, day yeah. one. Uh, or night one of the combine at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 
Gino stuff in terms of his contract and you know that should probably start heating up fairly soon. And if it doesn't, then I'd be uh, start to get concerned. Yeah, but I mean, like, look, I, I talked about this on uh, on Colby and I's uh, Patreon show, patreon.com forward slash control the zone, by the way, for anyone that wants to check that out. But we were talking about this, like, discourse that's going on right now, the uh, the concern trolling that's going on with uh, the Gino situation. Like, the dude's still at the Seahawks practice facility as of yesterday, like, working out. He's a Seahawk. He was? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't wow. see that on an Instagram? Yeah, yeah, he was he was at the VMAC. He was working out the VMAC. He's a Seahawk. Like, you hear the way that he's talking over at the Pro Bowl, like, yeah, we're going to get something done. You know, you hear the way that, that Pete talked about him after the season was over, you know, that they have, like, all this unfinished business and they feel like they're only getting started with Gino and all this stuff. He's a Seahawk. He's a Seahawk. So it's really only a matter of, a matter of time. Um there's no limit on when they can do it, right? Like they could resign him tomorrow if they wanted. Am I right in saying that? That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no reason. Yeah. So you know, we'll see. Um, I mean, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't be surprised if he just wanted to go out and see what other teams, you know, are, are showing his way. But uh, I, I mean, I think, I think I... you have to. I think you have. Even if you want to be team friendly, I think mm. you have to just owe it to yourself you know, it, to do that. Well, there's obviously curiosity, but I think also like even if you're going to take a slightly team friendly deal, like mm. let the market, you know, get you a bit more money. Like, yeah, yeah. don't, yeah, yeah. So you've earned, you've earned more than that. Like, if he wanted, he could. Yeah, really hold out, but but by all you know accounts, what you've been saying as well, Ty, like that's not going to happen here. It's a very unique situation. That's what people have reported. It's not a great opportunity for him to hit the market right now, considering like Aaron Rodgers is available and Lamar Jackson might be available, and Derek Carr is a free agent, and Jimmy Garoppolo is out there. Like, there's other quarterbacks that teams are going to be focused on. So it's not like Geno's entering a market where he can take full advantage. And if other teams have, you know, doubts about his, you know, past season, and if that's actually real, you know, who knows what kind of offers he's going to get. So I don't know. I I think the, you know, I think the Seahawks are going to uh, pay him very handsomely. Uh, And he's, uh, you know, yeah, they're going to value him properly and get him locked up for the next uh, few years. Yeah. It it would be very shocking if that doesn't happen. But there's no, yeah. there's nothing really pointing towards that. It would be a complete shock, and yeah, you'd be concerned. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, and I would be, and I think in this situation, I just going off of how Gino's talking, I think really the only way like for talks to fall through is if the Seahawks significantly lowball him and just disrespect him, and I don't think they're going to do that. So, not really. Uh, not really a discussion there, I don't think. Yeah. And Ty, talking of Seahawks quarterbacks, hmm. uh unfortunately our Denver Broncos Russell Wilson update segment hmm. is no longer relevant because Seattle now doesn't rely on Denver for future draft assets. And fifth overall, thank you very much. And and hmm. all that entails. Hmm. However, 
one thing that did happen in the time we were off was Sean Payton. Yep. Uh, his comments. Uh, he's now the Denver Broncos head coach, but it was very funny comparing his comments around the Broncos' offense and how they'll help Russell Wilson with the comments that Pete Carroll was attacked for, like mm. maligned for. Uh, yep. People called for his job because yep. he said stuff like this. Yep. I mean, the game just passed him by. He's just a senile old man. You know, he he shouldn't be coaching. Anymore. Yeah, people just flat out ageist about it yeah, as well it's yeah, really weird yeah, yeah. so Pay- Peyton you know he said like uh, he said having quarterbacks coaching the old staff in the building is foreign to him but he's, he didn't know that was a thing uh, yeah he he then uh, the big quote he had was on Chris Sims's podcast he said the two greatest allies for a quarterback are defense and a run game we need to to take him off the high dive for the whole time, he'll need to be there six to eight times per game, though. Yep. Yep. That sounds I mean, familiar. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. I wonder where he got that from. Hmm. Yeah. And so surprisingly, cool no see... no one no one calling for Sean Payton's head, though. Interesting. Very it's interesting. cool to see Pete Carroll's like approach kind of vindicated because like as, yeah. as Griff and I, like whenever we watch the tape. We were always like, well, you, you know, you have to. If you can't do this, then you have to do something, which is running the ball. Like, no. so. Anyway, and then there's all this the stuff which doesn't really apply to Seahawks about the why not you foundation and all that weird stuff. But anyway, we don't need oh, yeah. to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that. Uh, do you see that Rex Ryan might be their defensive coordinator over there, which yeah, is kind of relevant because Sean, because, yeah, because Sean Desire was. Uh, also aiming for that job so or was in the mix for that job potentially so they're uh um yeah we're waiting kind of out relevant. that decide thing but that that yeah. seems i mean we'll talk about it if it happens but yeah it seems like decide is trying to leave uh and we could mm-hmm. we could you know think about why that might be but yeah he got he didn't he drop out of the Minnesota job, like the running for the Minnesota job, so he, he could removed, focus on the yeah, so he could focus he on the Denver job? From it, I think, yeah. yeah. Where did Evero go? Did Evero go to Carolina? Yes. It's a pretty interesting staff that they're building over there. Carolina. It is. Uh, don't think Josh McCown knows who I am, but he was also working for Underdog Fantasy, and now he's their yeah, quarterbacks coach. So, yeah. colleague. There you go. Colleague, there you go. Former friend, colleague. Friend of the show, Josh, Josh McCown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, there you go. Um, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. I wish that team was eligible to go on hard knocks because that's going to be very entertaining, I think, especially if Rex Ryan is uh, involved. Well, like, he, he he's not going to be soft on a quarterback, like, no. as like, Gino will attest to. It's, yeah, fascinating. Hasn't he and, also like spoken out about Russ like on ESPN in the past? Can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's interesting. Anyway, not our problem. Yeah. So not our problem. No, no. Ty, there's this big game which used to be the first Sunday of February, but then the NFL mm-hmm. made the season extra long and the right. playoffs long and it's long. Well, we like. We like money, right? We like making money. 
Yeah, so now is it the second Sunday in February? Is that how it works? Uh, yes. Anyway, it's called, it's called the Super Bowl. And unfortunately, the Seahawks weren't in it. But mm. we did have Kansas City, Philadelphia. Yep. What did you think of the game? I guess, are there any Seattle takeaways that you could take, <laughs> take away a take? uh for, well first of all uh it was pretty triggering to see a super bowl played in that stadium uh it was triggering to see that uh what that partic- happened in that stadium uh we we don't need to talk about it don't worry about that no i thought to... you'd like that stadium because of a tie oh well oh because my name is ty right, right. i just like ties right. yeah oh. you just love everything tie thai. thai foods yeah. uh ties um wearing a mm-hmm. necktie Right, right. Tying um, my shoes. I'm an expert at it, of course. Oh, I bet you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, actually, contrary to popular belief, I do not like ties. Uh, but uh, yeah, we only got one. We only got one Malcolm Butler reference, I think. Yeah, I saw a commercial or something with Malcolm Butler in it. Uh, no, no, no. It was like a Kenny. It was like a Kenny. It was a Kenny main skit or something on ESPN or something like that. Uh, yeah, no. I, I fortunately I was able to avoid the Malcolm Butler stuff for the most part. Nice. W. Um, but you know, seeing the the stadium, uh, hosting the Super Bowl, seeing that end zone. Which, by the way, this game was won in that end zone. The game winning field goal did go through uh, those uh, those uprights in that end zone. Um, yeah, that was not uh, great for the old uh, the old mental health. Uh, but uh, yeah, aside from that, I thought it was a really entertaining game. Um, annoying that there wasn't much defense being played, especially uh, you know from Philadelphia because like man, that pass rush is really nice and like their secondary is pretty good. And they, I mean, obviously they didn't get to Mahomes, and Mahomes is just a a maniac back there. Um, and I mean the the fact that dude like he twisted his ankle again and it looked like he was done and then just what he was able to do in the second half was was wild. Um you know I've, I've seen this take on on Twitter uh since the or during the Super Bowl and then you know since that um I think this game kind of showed like you know the Eagles were the better overall team but Mahomes just he's the the great equalizer. And so he just uh yeah yeah, and then you know, Eagles make a couple of mistakes. They have the really bad punt, um, and uh, you know that sets up uh, the Chiefs over at the six, and uh, it's pretty much you know th- th- that from there. So, uh, you know, the thing that you know, like I, it sucks having the game end end in the way that it did, and you know, not maybe not necessarily having the game decided by a, a questionable penalty, but having the result solidified by a questionable penalty. Uh, that sucks. Uh, and again, you know, the lack of defense for the most part was not super fun to watch from my point of view. Uh, but overall, you know, pretty entertaining uh, game. And, uh, you know, I thought we, I mean, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes played, you know, one of the best quarterback matchups that I've seen in a Super Bowl in a long time, just going back and forth. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool to watch. So, yeah. What did you think? The Eagles ran like five different calls on defense. Like they did not do much, and yeah. they, uh, yeah, they kind of got worked. They didn't really adjust. 
And it's something to mention that they did hire Vic Fangio on a two week contract uh, for the for the Super Bowl, which is weird, right? Because it's like they did? Fangio, Fangio, yeah, Fangio's defenses. Yeah, he was an advisor. They hired him as an advisor for two weeks for before the... he t- before what? he took it. Yeah, before he took the Dolphins. Job. Did you not know that? No. Yeah, they hired Fangio as a as an advisor for like uh, right after they won the NFC Championship. Oh, but it's weird too because like they didn't his defense. Do anything else? Like... Yeah, because his defenses have also like been really bad against Mahomes in the past. Like he like they've like given up like forty points multiple times. It's really weird. Like I don't know what they were trying to glean from that. And like well, you they said, like the they... same Fangio system, but yeah, yeah, but why? <laughs> but like, why do you like just do what you're doing? Like, why do you need Vic Fangio? Maybe like... they thought that. It wouldn't happen again. Like Fangio would have all the answers to why he gave up so many points. I have no idea. I have no idea. My, my thing, my thing was it showed the importance of balance because mm. the Chiefs obviously they're they're paying Mahomes so much money. They've had to uh, re. This was supposed to be kind of a rebuilding year, but like also they've evolved and become more balanced. But their ability yeah. to run the ball with like diverse looks uh, on yeah. a lot of too high uh, structures and and do it in different ways out of different formations out mm. of twelve multiple tight end looks was really big and honestly it's kind of what Seattle does uh, and is trying to do mm-hmm. they just need yeah. a bit more talent and even like the Eagles hurts the dimension he gives in the run game is just different like yeah. It's just different. So, did he? He honestly changed my opinion on him quite a bit in that game. Like some of the throws that he made were pretty ridiculous. Like that one to Goddard on the sideline, the one that yeah, because I, I, I was looking at that alive and was like, oh, you can't. That's like a bad throw. Uh-huh. But then you watch it back, you're like, actually, that's a. It's like not as risky as it looks. It's just a really good throw. Like yeah, it's just so a really precise. Good yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he was he was cracked <laughs> in that game. Honestly, like it was it was pretty cool uh, to watch. And it's like the fumble was a difference, but like yeah, other than that, he was flawless basically. So yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty nuts to watch. I was surprised that the um, the Eagles didn't find uh, much success with their run game. I thought they were going to have a, a better day on the ground than they. Yeah, uh, I need than they to, ended up. I'm excited to sort of watch why that happened because yeah, I I thought. Well, they I were think... having success with it earlier on with like Gainwell specifically. Uh, and then, That's right. Know, yeah, they, they just got out of it. Yeah. Well, there you go. But yeah, Seattle perspective. Like I've seen people say uh, they need to upgrade the trenches more. I think yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Yes, but balance. They're sort of on the right track, I'd say, with how that game played out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and yeah Philadelphia like their defensive plan was so so vanilla and they didn't it's adjust wild. really they didn't it's adjust wild. well it's they wild, did yeah. with like man pressure but like they didn't like really adjust to what the Chiefs were doing to them in a good way so yeah yeah they just they, they didn't adjust at all to the run game and you know Chiefs stuck with that especially you know with, with Mom's ailing and uh yeah it was just i don't know it was weird it was weird seeing that defense just kind of get bullied for most of the game especially you know you don't you don't look at the chiefs and think like ground and pound essentially but that's uh yeah 
that's what they did um but yeah i like that you mentioned that you know kind of emphasize the importance of balance for an offense even with arguably the greatest quarterback of all time at the helm uh and i mean you know he only ended up throwing for what like 182 well i still i I don't even know what their receivers are like i don't know what the the it's like marcus valdez scantling yeah their receiving war is so weird juju smith schuster like it's not very good it's super mid it's very very mid but kelsey is just that is different that is absolutely different he's a freak dude like it's so weird like you and i were talking about it and how like you know when you do videos on on the chiefs or like you look at tape on the chiefs and how it's just like i don't know what to do with this because it's like they're not like they're playing football how people like how most people think football is played you know it's just kind of they're just out there vibing like Mahomes is just kind of out there vibing and Kelsey is just out there vibing like the the whole game you know you hear like Greg Olson talking about all the routes that like Kelsey runs but it's like dude he's just kind of out there just like doing whatever the hell he wants like yeah especially when this like a announcer watching it back he's like oh you see how he he kind of he looks over his shoulder here and then he's gonna break up here and then it's like he's gonna do this here and he's gonna go up and he's gonna look back here it's like yeah you can't really break this down it's just like yeah. nuts it's just nuts. yeah 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 yeah, take a look at this here. It's like, yeah, there's no words for that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, he, he, uh, <laughs> he's just, he's just, it's just not fair. They're just breaking the game. Um, yeah, quick. And that was another thing. Like, they, they didn't, I mean, yeah, just Andy Reid's, like, the way he just put uh, Kelsey off the line of scrimmage, moved him around, um, mm-hmm. put him inside. But it's like, just, just someone jab him, man. Yeah. Make him run through like four people. Do something. Just don't. Yeah. Like they, they, it was just. Don't the let lack him of, get like, out. In, don't let him be, get out in the space and vibe out. Like like it. that doesn't have to be a plan A necessarily, but like it yeah. could be a plan C. You could have a plan B, but yeah. like nah. So where's like, Akeem King when you need him? Right. That that guy, Akeem King. If he, you know, team should have known. Hey, Trey Flowers, he did it uh, last playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, instead of calling Vic Fangio, Eagles should have called Akeem King. Come be the advisor for that two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And they just sat in, like, cover four, cover four, cover four, cover four. Oh, here comes a cover one. Uh, cover four. Cover, cover four. four. Cover uh, four. Occasionally they blitz cover yep. one. Uh, or cover, yeah. cover. They had one cover three fire zone, which worked. But like there was, it was five defense calls. I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, and that includes the fronts as well. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and now Jonathan Gannon is a head coach. <laughs> and I, and that video, yeah, that's news. NFC West news. NFC the Arizona West Cardinals New- head coach shirts is over. And to be fair to them, if Gannon was the guy. They did have to wait it out. That explains mm-hmm. the delay. He has a lot of work to do to get ready for the draft, and it's a big, big draft for them because that direction of the franchise is very uncertain. But, man, that video, like, I'm sure Jonathan Gannon is a good guy. And mm-hmm. and the Eagles fans, by the way, were not were not fans of him. They He was like the... Every franchise has a coordinator who gets bashed around a bit because it's the right. easiest finger to point. 
and their offense was so good and the defense occasionally had patchy moments. Mm. And it was basic throughout the year, I think. The like Gadam was the guy who people would point the finger at and be like, uh, what'd you do here? But still, after <laughs> so the Cardinals posted a video of him saying, I'm your head hey, coach. Let, let's buckle hey, up. Bar gang. <laughs> let's buckle up. Let's buckle so, up. So uh yeah. but it really did look like uh I think it's the lighting, the kind of staring at the camera mm. while reading. It's like and, way too uh, HD. Like you can see it's way like too the, HD. You can it's see like, like his, the follicles of his beard, like it's like the AI software, which I saw it recently. It's like I think it's NVIDIA for streamers and gaming, but mm. it's like mm. ra- even if you're looking down, it mean it trains it so your eyes look at the camera, like it adjusts your eyes to look at the camera all the time. The so you could fuck? be like playing you could be playing your monitor on to the, the right, but your your eyes would just be looking left at the camera each time. You like people wouldn't know. Why would anyone want that? Well, I guess people who are hacking like and use two monitor setups, they're running mm. like a script. I don't know, man. It's weird. So they could read the chat but still look in the camera, I guess. Anyway, mm. it looked like that. It looked like that. It, there was something unnatural about it. I don't know if they'd put a filter on it or like the way it was just too HD. Like it was it. weird. It was the weird. Frame rate. Someone who knows their film, film sect, get in touch. Yeah. But it was odd. It looked like an AI character and uh, or, or an NPC yep. in the yep. video game. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Quick thoughts on Rihanna. Oh, my word. Outstanding. Right. So good. And I love really how good. it was like, I mean, she ha- she has more great songs than that, but you sort of, yeah. you know, I had I don't go around listening to Rihanna every day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but nothing but bangers and yeah. uh, great choreography. My mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend did her dance. She was like, "Oh, it's Paris Goble doing the choreography. It'll be really good." And it was. It was good. There you go. And uh, and I actually thought the sound quality was excellent. Mm-hmm. Now apparently it's better if you're there, but. You know, right. sometimes stadium acoustics can really mess stuff up. Yeah. But I thought it sounded great as well. Yeah. I, I was a big fan. Yeah. Huge fan. I loved all the, like, the, like, the stages going up and down and all that stuff. That was cool. Uh, I, I have a question as well. Ty, as an yeah. American, uh-huh. uh, crying in the anthem, Nick Sirianni, he was, he was proper going for it. And you know what? I got texted, uh, Five minutes before that happened, saying, uh, I, 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 I bet fifty pounds that uh, Nick Sirianni will cry during the anthem. So someone knew that was going to happen. He's that kind of well, guy. Well, they did earlier on in the in the show say like, oh yeah, he says that he was probably going to cry during the anthem because of oh, like realizing so... he's in the super. Yeah, no, I don't. I also like. It got misconstrued that like he was crying because he loves America. I think it was more just because like he's like, oh my god, I'm in the Super Bowl, right? And the anthem is a big thing in the Super Bowl, right? Jason Kelsey was also crying, I think, when they showed him. And like, they had the the all the all uh, all female uh, navy fly past, which uh, was yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was dope. Um, yeah, uh, me not not a particular fan of the the national anthem. Uh, I'll. I'll say that, uh, but I thought that performance—you're gonna was get actually, deplatformed. Was actually not that bad. 
uh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool uh, little performance there. Was that Chris Stapleton? Yeah, I I had I've never heard him before, but what? Oh yeah, he's all he's won all of these awards and all. You've this never stuff. heard of him? No, I've never and I've never heard like any of his songs. That is like, so un-American. Really? Am I like? Yeah. Is that like sacrilege? Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure he always plays college football stuff. Oh really? Yeah, because he's like. Country. I thought I thought the anthem was pretty cool though. The way he did it, I like his voice. Good voice. But yeah. Cool. There you go. Anthem analysis. But uh, thank you, Nick Sirianni, for like the the next new meme. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for that. for that. Yeah. Cheers, Nick. Uh, mm. Did anything else happen? Oh, the, the the turf was bad, but this is not Seahawks, yeah. so we could just we could just go over that. Yeah, turf was poo, uh, but uh, you know, I don't care. Uh, but uh, you know. Can't wait to see Gino and the boys in Vegas. Uh, about a year from now, gonna be a oh, lot. If of they fun. get to vape, if they get, we're we're going over oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. live yeah, yeah. live at the MGM. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be scouting like the out. Video. I'm gonna be in Vegas next uh, next month, so I'll I'll scout we'll it all scout out. Scout it out. Yeah. Yep. Get ready. Yeah, put some yep. fe- feeders out. Feelers. Yep. I'm gonna take a picture of the stadium and be like, "This is where you know Gino Smith is gonna win his first Super Bowl." Uh, yeah you could just plant a note by one of the lockers like mm-hmm. good luck hey. today seven yeah yeah <laughs> i knew you'd make it so i wrote this while i was at a, a vegas event in february mm-hmm. uh 2023 mm-hmm. yep i'm your uh, biggest fan did you did you see yeah i bought your jersey <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah is that an eight mile uh you mean like the oh stand? No, that's yeah. not no 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 no. Oh, that's shit. No, no. Um, we come full circle. Yeah, I heard about your brother. I wrote his name on the starter cap. Yeah, uh, perfect. You, you could yeah. you could kind of mix that in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you know, I'll be checking that out, and uh, it's gonna be great. Can't wait for. Uh, okay. For Seahawks Super Bowl in Vegas. Yeah, manifest. Manifest. We manifested MVG. No. Who do we think is going to do the halftime show next year? We've done Rihanna. Well, we've done Beyonce. We've we've done Kendrick and Snoop and Dre. Well, what like... about? Here's the thing, because they're really big in Great Britain, but I don't okay. know if they're this big in America. I don't mm-hmm. think they're big enough. But the Killers are from Las Vegas. Oh. Is that and I don't think that's big, you're a star. It's a great song. Yeah, right. I mean like Yeah, I don't know if they're big enough. I'd be down though. I'd be super down. I I'd get pretty hyped for that. There you go. Or I mean, you know, you are uh according to your your Spotify rap, you're you're obviously a big Drake fan. He was number five oh. on your Spotify Wrapped. It, so. it, that's what I could see it being. I think it'll be yeah, yeah. Drake. It'll, it'll be Drake, Drizzy. Yeah. Yeah. So and he'll bring out like some star, which is like ugh. that's Nicki what I liked Minaj about Rihanna. And there Lil was no, Wayne. I liked how Rihanna was just like, "This is my songs." I'm yeah, this is my yeah, this is my thing. My yeah, baby. Yeah, um, yeah none of yeah. that Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers bullshit. 
hey, Bruno Mars, he played when the Seahawks won. So that's true. That's true. And Katy Perry played when they lost. So there's weird sharks. Like, what was that about? Who who played the the Super Bowl forty halftime show? Hold on. I re- didn't Stevie Wonder do like the the national anthem. That would have been a really good anthem. Did he play the piano? Yeah, but uh, hold on. Stevie Wonder. It was uh, Rolling Rolling Stones at the halftime show. Oh, that's pretty good. And then what happened to music? Who did the anthem? It was Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin did the the anthem. That kind of puts it in perspective. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Is that a show? So we'll be back tomorrow with a mm. offensive review of the 2022 season. We're also going to have Will Anderson, Jalen Carter content, the mm-hmm. quarterbacks content, more draft content, combine content, draft content, mm. free agency content. We'll, we'll, we've got content. Oh my God. Pete Carroll talked to CJ Stroud. What? Her sources, John Schneider was seen looking in the vague direction of Anthony Richardson. What? Whoa, Hendon you're, Hooker. You're an Anthony, not an Anthony. A- a- Anthony. A- Anthony. You're an Anthony. Yeah, That's I why. pronounce I pronounce the H. Yeah, you you just go Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's Tony. Tony, right? Yeah, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Tony. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll be there. Like the video, comment, subscribe. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, download the show, five-star reviews. Oh, crap. What? Thank you so much to Lee Lariviere. Oh, yeah. Has the, one of the best names on uh, on the channel is like a regular person who returns, regular listener, watcher. And very kind donation. Really, really appreciate that, Lee. That was far too kind, but thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lee. If if you want to be an absolute legend like Lee Lariviere, you can uh you can donate via a stripe link, which is in the description of this video, uh, or you can uh super chat and get a question asked, or you could just like the bloody video. That's the thing to do. Like but it. Thank you so much, Lee, because that was beyond kind. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they they told me about that in our uh, little group DM chat, and I was like, I just stared at the screen for like five minutes. I was like, "What? The... You're 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 wild, man!" But thank you, yeah, thank you, Lee. Yeah. All right, see you guys. See you tomorrow. Uh, it's off season time. It's been off season time, but we're ready. Let's, fl- Let's go. Let's I won't go. have a cold tomorrow. Let's fly. Let's. <laughs>